Hey everyone, welcome to the Big Fitness Show, episode 38, the 80s love song edition. No, that's a different show that I <laughs> plan on doing because I don't have enough shows or enough channels. <laughs> Neither does my co-host, my good friend, my best friend. He actually said off camera before the show that I am one of his best friends. So that means one of two things. Either I'm not such a bad guy or Mike doesn't have that many friends. So <laughs> thank Mike Barron's. How are you doing? I'm great, dude. <laughs> Well, the process of nutrition and elimination, I am one of your best friends. It's kind of both. I mean, I don't have a lot of people that I consider uh, close friends, um, but you are a pretty decent guy, too. So I meant I meant it. You are one of my best friends. So I feel the same way about you. And I I I think both of us have plenty of online friends. I have Xbox Live or people we podcast with. But definitely we we have to make it a point. Hopefully not when it snows two or three feet there that we get together either here in Florida or out there in Illinois, and we start making a bunch of content together in person, because I think that would be a great next level to not only the big fitness show, but our individual channels as well. Yeah, that would be awesome. We definitely need to do it. And you can come right now if you want. There's snow on the ground. It is, uh, oh, it's actually up to 31 degrees right now. But this morning it was 21 and yesterday it was 11. So um, you're welcome to come visit anytime you want. <laughs> well, I want to show that it is. Uh, it was 40 this morning, so it hasn't even hit me. And now it's getting uh, to a chilly 61 degrees here in Florida. So oh I'm wearing gosh. not only a jacket, I'm wearing sleeves. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. Much like your best friend at Survivor Series. It's sleeve wearing time. There you go. Yeah, that's a topic for another podcast. That hey, I'm I do want to I'm gonna I'm gonna do it right now. I want to congratulate yep. you for getting that opportunity and also getting another opportunity, hopefully later this month, which I pray each and every day that you right the wrong from many years ago and you get mm-hmm. that tryout, you nail it and whatever. God has in store the result of that. I just want you to have the closure one way or the other that you, it's not that you tried your best, but your best is indeed good enough in sure. a tryout situation. So, and I know you'll write that wrong. Yeah. I appreciate it, buddy. I appreciate it. It was fun. It was a good time. So anyway, <laughs> we don't need to talk so about are you it. Gonna, you're going to start. <laughs> so you, are you going to start fasting on November 29th for the uh, tryout? I'm going to start fasting right now. <laughs> so that's uh, to, to use that as a poorly, poorly done transition into Thank the topic you. of the episode for today. We're going to talk about fasting. Last week's episode, we talked about how to get through the holidays. And then the uh, the uh, subject of fasting came up. And so we decided that we would do a whole episode about fasting and the benefits and uh, what we've done, our experience with it, all that kind of stuff. And so that's today's topic fasting and what we, uh, what we like about it, what we don't like about it, so on and so forth. So let's talk about, let's start with this, where, what our experiences are with fasting. So you're going to go first. What's your experience with fasting? Have you done it in the past? What was your, your take with it? Um, in times that you've tried it? Yeah, I've done it. I've done it a few times in the past and usually, uh, back in the past, cause I am doing it now that that episode inspired me to start doing it, especially with the holidays. And when you're in the time window, you're probably not eating the best during the holidays, but I paired it up more times than not with the keto diet. Seemed like people that are doing the keto diet always did intermittent fasting. And I think for this episode too, I'd love to hear your thoughts because everybody thinks of fasting as intermittent fasting. But mm-hmm. there's water fast, there's juice fast, 
Then there's fasting according to religion with Ramadan and stuff where people fast a certain way. Then there's people who do like a full seven day fast Mm -hmm. of nothing but water, aminos, and maybe some vitamins. But for me, it's a very basic, like I would say 16 to 18 hour fast and then six to eight hours of eating, which just a quick overview I feel so much more productive when I don't have to go into the big, oh, that was my keyboard. I'm doing gestures off camera before (laughs) little peeps. I'll keep the keyboard over there. When you're fasting, you tend to lean on keyboards too. Yeah, sure. (laughs) It's a side effect. So the, the whole thing with me is if it's all about frame of mind and this has to do with time management and it threads into past episodes that when I'm fasting and I don't have to worry about the old bodybuilder eat every two to three hours of protein and all that stuff and trying to time your diet according to a clock in that sure. way. I find that when I'm done working out, I have my aminos. When I work out, I come back here, I can shower and I get right to producing videos like this morning, two videos before this episode is because, because I was able to film, edit and upload before my dedicated 9am, uh, break well breakfast there you go you're breaking your fast so 9 a.m but from 7 a.m to 9 a.m i was just doing that because i wanted to not only not think about food but i needed to get stuff done and i didn't have to worry about my next meal i know that was a long drawn out thing but that's that's essentially the way my fast has started since the last episode yeah, no, that's great. And I, th- I mean, I think that's a great way to do it too. I mean, I've done fasting in the past, very similar to what you're t- talking about. I'm doing it right now. I haven't eaten anything this morning. Technically though, I have broken my fast because I drank a, a focus um, that has five calories in it. So there's a gram of sugar. So technically speaking, I broke my fast, but I'm a, on a food fast right now. So like I haven't eaten anything and I really notice a big difference when I haven't had food and I feel like I'm more dialed in, more focused, more on what I need to do. I can wait. I have more energy, I think in the mornings and I'm like, I'm clear headed. Um, if that makes sense when I'm fasting. And so I stopped eating last night. Um, what time did I stop eating? I had a, I had some popcorn at like nine o'clock. So it's been a, it's been a while or, or it was, it was later in the evening than I normally eat. And so like, I normally stop around supper time at like, 6 30 7 o'clock will be the last thing that i eat and then i won't eat again until closer to noon the next day so today i i'm not i'm not like strict on it i just try to prolong it as much as i can but i've read in i've read somewhere that fasting doesn't really give you the the peak benefits until you get into that 12 13 14 15 16 hours and the, the longer you can go is when the benefits really start to kick in and the 12 hours is cool but it's not as it, you can't you don't get as optimal benefits as you do with like 16 hours. So I don't really track it too much. I just kind of gauge stop eating a couple hours before I go to bed and then don't eat until lunchtime basically. And then I'll have breakfast for lunch. Um, and that's been my go-to over the last couple of weeks. But then I really feel like in the past I've tried fasting and intermittent fasting is the big one that I've really done. I've never done a prolonged fast or anything like that, but the intermittent fasting I think is great for, for two reasons. And I, this is how I've used it in the past. One was just kind of a maintenance thing where I just, I was feeling good and I was eating, I just kind of in a maintenance phase of my diet. I wasn't trying to get bigger and add size. I wasn't really trying to lean out. It was just like, this is, 
good maintenance, but then I was, I've used it in the past where I was trying to lose a little weight too. And so it helped with that. And those have been the two big ways that I've used intermittent fasting. I've used apps to track it in the past where I hit a button of when the fast starts. And then I get a notification on my watch that says I hit my goal of 16 hours and then I'll eat. I've been very strict and I've noticed that it definitely helps with the the body composition, you know, like making sure that you're staying on track with where you're at or whatever. And I, I really have enjoyed fasting in the past. Yeah. I mean, that's what I feel. And I, you know, when you break it down, people might, they hear the word fast and they think you have to starve yourself. Right. They hear the word fast and they think, or they hear the number 18 hours, 16 hours, whatever it might be, but factor in, how much do you sleep? I mean, you and I probably sleep less than most people and we can even sure. do the fast. <laughs> but if somebody's getting eight hours of sleep, there's half half your fast right there if you go 16. Yeah. Right. You get up in the morning. If you work out in the morning, that could be another hour. Then I guarantee you after a day or two, you probably won't feel like, hey, I need a protein shake or anything. The aminos, if you take the aminos, they're not supposed to break your fast. From what I know, because a lot of people on keto will drink the aminos as they're doing that or a bulletproof coffee with a heavy cream and the cocoa powder. Uh, they, a lot of people, you, there's ways to have something ingested where you're not going to break that fast. But sure. if you drink a pre-workout, one gram of sugar, or what, it's not the end of the world. Like you said, a sure. food fast is the important part. So when you add that in, like for me, 9 a.m., sometimes 10 a.m., because we were recording today, I want to try to eat something beforehand. Or if I just don't feel like it, I'm in the groove of content creation, I can go to noon and then I'm yeah. fine. But I do feel yeah. the benefits of not only, like you said, body composition, I'm not really in a weight loss, weight gain type thing right now. But what I am in is with my immune system, with cellular regeneration, because when you're fasting, your body has a chance to reset. And that's why I was interested. We can just touch on those longer fast is fast. Yeah. But when somebody says do a seven day fast, like they said, it resets your entire immune system, resets your metabolism, resets everything as far as cellular regeneration and all those fancy things. You're literally just resetting your entire body. Yeah. So, but yeah, those are the two. Oh, geez, I'm killing everything. <laughs> Italian hands talking everywhere. I'll knock. If you want me to act like a cat and knock things off your table, let me know. <laughs> yeah, the the extended fast is one that I've never done. the The longest fast that I've done, um, was I think I I did a full twenty four hours one time, not intentionally though. I was traveling for work and I went. Uh, I had stopped eating the night before I'd had, I had uh, just drank water in the morning and I hadn't eaten anything for over 24 hours. I want to say it was like 27 hours that I had gone wow. without eating because of traveling. And I was in the airport and I didn't want to buy the airport food. I didn't pack mm -hmm. ahead. And then uh, I got picked up at the airport and then it was, Oh, we got to go pick up so-and-so got it, whatever. And you had things to do. And then finally got to the restaurant to eat breakfast and it had been a full a full day since I'd eaten anything and I ate three, four plates of food and just ate like a crazy man, but it wasn't intentional, but I do remember feeling good. Like I do remember feeling like my body felt good. The little bit of hunger that I was feeling wasn't over the top. Like there was definitely a point in the extended fast. And even for 
shorter fast of like the 16 hour fast, I always find that at about a 10, 12 hour, well, maybe, maybe 12 hours, I find that it, I feel like, okay, I'm hungry. I need to eat something right now. But then once I push through that little bit of time, getting to 16 is a piece of cake. Once I get through that 12, you know, and I'll just drink some water or something like that to get me through. But the extended fasts, I've never tried one, but I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm kind of interested in trying one. And for a couple of reasons, because I've heard a lot of great things about extended fast. <clears throat> Telling you, we need some of those throat lozenges. We gotta get, we gotta get. I never gotta email. Show sponsor. I'm too busy emailing Paige Hathaway for her meal service, but I'm gonna email Pine Brothers. They're right over, they're right over here, and I never open the bag, so they're doing me a lot of good too. Yeah, right. So, uh, so anyway, so like the extended fast, I'm definitely interested in trying one because I've heard so many good results about extended fasts, and I'm talking three to four days where you just drink water or you just have bone broth or whatever, mm. and those kind of fasts. Um, the results are crazy. I was, uh, Dana White, the guy who owns the UFC, like he posted something the other day on his Instagram about how he did like a three day fast and it was just water or it, may, it might've been bone broth too. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a three to four day fast. And the, the, uh, visual results in his physique changed his, his, his stomach shrunk. Like it, He's in good shape as it is, right? So like it wasn't a drastic, like insane difference, but over three to four days, totally reset his body. He seemed like he said he felt great. And so it really makes me intrigued. Then I watched the show. Um, uh, I can't remember what the name of it, but it was the Chris Hemsworth show with on, on Disney. It was a National Geographic deal. Um, Limitless is what it was called. And he does a four day fast in that period of time. And the benefits are just, it sounds like the benefits are awesome. He talks to uh, Dr. Peter Atia, who is a known person in the fitness space. He has a podcast and drops a bunch of knowledge and stuff, but they rave about the results that come with taking extended fasts intermittent, like not consistently doing it once or twice a year, trying these different fasts. So I'm I'm interested. I don't know if I'm gonna, but I'm interested in in trying it someday. What's um what's your thoughts on this? Because this is my unscientific, I guess, observation of a fast. And you might know this because of your wife's, you know, condition with diabetes and everything. Do sure. you think that all that stuff happens as far as belly bloat goes down, you get a little bit more vascular, you feel like everything is kind of more efficient and you're not bloated and all that stuff. Do you, do you think it's mainly because when you don't eat or when you do eat more specifically, you're spiking that blood sugar and that insulin each and every time. Mm -hmm. So like when that's absent for 16, 18 hours, or in this case, three to four days, do you think that that is also something because we eat a lot of stuff and retain food that we don't realize we couldn't go on a four day fast if we were metabolizing the food so quickly. So sure. we're literally burning off all the garbage within that three to four days. Is that semi-accurate yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, I think it gets our, our bodies a, a chance to reset where you're not consuming food because when you consume food, you're in, in burn mode and it's constantly processing the food that's there and doesn't have any chance to get at anything else and get any other toxins or inflammation or out of your body. And so 
with I've, I've used this illustration before with illustrate with, with inflammation to where if you're eating and you're eating inflammatory foods, if, depending on what your diet is, if you're having to have a healthy diet or not, if you have any type of inflammatory foods, your body, when you consume that has to then fight that inflammation, release the insulin to deal with it and all that kind of stuff. But when you stop eating for a little bit, it gives your body a break from dealing with the new stuff coming in to now go deal with any other inflammation that's happening in your body that has been there for a long time because inflammation takes a long time to go away. Mm -hmm. uh, I was at a doctor's office for physical one time and they told me that the he was at a clinic about inflammation and they said that even a cheat meal the inflammation from a cheat meal is still there a week later so you can stay inflamed if you only have oh. a cheat meal once a week you can stay inflamed for the entire like just you never your inflammation never goes away have you right? felt that and way after thanksgiving because i did yes it's not even a week right now <laughs> right God, so I'm but sorry. like no, it's fine. But it, it gives your body that chance to reset. And if you think about it, let's just think about it common sense wise for a second. If you're constantly dumping in and dumping in and dumping in and it has to fight this back and like a, like a let's use a, a, a dam. If you're trying to dam up the river and there's river constantly coming, it's harder to build that dam. Right. But if the river stops coming, you've got time to build the dam up plenty so that the next time it comes, it's better. And it's, it's a better barrier for you to, to be able to fight against the inflammation that's coming. And so the benefits are great. And if you doing the, doing those extended three to four day fast, I mean, I've even seen people do week long fasts where it's just the water for a week gives your body ample time to build up the immune system, regulate everything that's going on, fight out all the toxins, the water that's in your system, because you probably drink a lot of water, you're help purifying your body. So it's there's definitely incredible benefits to it. But then on a shorter term, the 16-hour fasts kind of do that every day too. So it's just, there's a lot of benefits from an inflammation perspective. And so, yes, I think it definitely helps to answer your question. It definitely helps with controlling all of that. You and I love the workout, though. This is the one thing about the the 16-hour, 18-hour fast or whatever is one thing because we do like to work out. We work out every day. We're active. That's a full that's a that's a full load to take on to not eat for three days straight, four days straight. That's what I mean. Like lots of people go, oh, you don't have to work out, go to the gym. You just do your three-day fast or seven-day fast, and you're going to be – and I understand that, but – mentally and emotionally, not only physically getting to the gym every day and be able to work out does just as much, if not more good than resetting my body with a, a one week fast. So for me to 16 or 18 hour one, or maybe a full day at times, if I'm not lifting, but that's where, that's where my hang up is that I, I don't want to sacrifice my routine that I enjoy, which is working out because you can do a lot of damage if you're not feeding your body and you're, you're doing Wendler five, three, one, and you're sure. doing your, your compound lifts or you're doing CrossFit and you're sure. not feeding yep. yourself any supplements. Like you have sure. the X endurance stuff in recovery and stuff like that. But, but that has either the sweet potato type kind of naturally occurring carbs or other things that's going to break the fast, no matter sure. how clean it is. So yeah, you got to be careful because if you'd like to work out, you could put yourself in a potentially dangerous situation over the course of three, four days. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah. And to, for the three to four days, it would be tough to to get around that. I mean, you're not going to get around it for three to four days. If you're trying to fast for three to four days and you're only going to do you drinking water you, and you want to keep working out, you're not going to be able to break that fast. I, I think there could be, depending on, uh, you know, how you go about it, I think there could be some benefit to trying it because the the line of thinking is you got to fuel your body when you're working out and stuff. But I think our bodies have enough stored fuel to get through those couple of days working out. If you wanted to go that route, personally, I don't want to, right? Like after I get done, I've, I've switched my fasting or switched my workout times as of late because I'm doing the intermittent fasting. And I, I like to have a protein shake after my workouts. I like to eat shortly after my workouts. And so I've switched and I start working like I'll, when we get done here, I'm going to go work out. And so it's 1030 uh, local time for me. And uh, so I'll work out closer to lunch. And then when I'm done, I'll have a protein shake and then I'll eat some, I'll make some eggs and whatever and have that too. Um, but I did that on purpose because now I can break my fast immediately after the workout. And then I, then it just fits into my routine better. And that's just one thing that is switched. And so what I didn't like is I was, I used to work out in the mornings at five o'clock, five thirty, whatever, but then I'm fasting till noon. Now I don't eat anything till noon and I'm hungry. And so there is some added benefit and in, in the post-workout recovery window isn't as short as we thought it is. Like old science used to say that you need to eat within 30 to 60 minutes, but now it's really more like a four to six hours. You've got post-recovery workout window. So I could wait, but I just like to eat afterwards. And so <laughs> From, I switched it a little bit to fit into to my routine. And so fasting definitely helps when it comes to uh, maximizing the benefits and then working out fasted. I feel like I can do more. I do have uh, the, the focus pre-workout, which is just with that one gram of sugar, but it's got a little caffeine in it. So I do get some caffeine before I work out. And I just feel like I have better workouts with not a full stomach. Yeah, I don't think uh, I mean, I hope you're not going back to the old caffeine habits, but I definitely <laughs> I, 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 that's the only time I have caffeine. So it, it's going to break the fast. But here's another question. I'm interviewing you, it seems like <laughs> fasting, big Mike fasting, what's we'll call you from now on. I, yeah. um, I look at that and combining it with the one meal a day, because you just talked about a 24, 27 hour unintentional <laughs> fast when traveling. And then when you did get into a restaurant, you're eating tons of plates of food. And that was your one meal a day type setup. Pairing that fast, pairing it, even if it's a 20 hour fast, and then you be, eat that one big meal at dinner or whatever. I see people getting lot. That's the old hunter gatherer type of mm, diet. Sure. You're, you're hunting all day, fishing all day. You bring the feast home and everybody eats a big thing. Then they do it all over again the next day. And those sure. people are not fat at all. They're in, they're in some of the best shape I've seen anybody without weights or anything else. So what do you yeah. think about the one meal a day paired with a, even an 18 to 22 hour fast? Because you don't, you're not eating, you're going to try to fast as long as you can eat that huge meal and then yeah. start the cycle all over again. I think from a, a optimal performance, the I don't know that that is the best approach, but from a weight loss and a, a maintenance weight, and if you're not trying to perform, if you're not trying to be an athlete or anything like that, to me, my personal opinion, I don't the one meal a day could would be fine if you weren't trying to do those other things. But if you're trying to do those other things, if you're trying to be a pro wrestler, if you're trying to be uh, a, an athlete in any, any regards, you probably need to have a little bit more. But I think the thing that makes the most sense with the fasting and where this becomes 
successful and why people aren't fat when they do the one meal a day or they lose weight when they're doing one meal a day um, is it's all about calorie restriction, you know, like you're restricting your eating window. So you're in a way restricting the calories. Yes. You still might consume the, uh, 2000 calories within that eating window, but you can only eat so much within a, within a period of time. And if you're fasting, you're reducing that time that you eat. So then it's calorie restriction. And then it turns into a weight loss thing. It's an elimination diet really is what it is with fasting and all diets are elimination diets because you're cutting out food that you wouldn't normally eat. And so the one meal a day, I think could have some tremendous benefits from a weight loss, from a, a weight management perspective. Are you going to be optimally performing on that one meal a day? I don't, I, I would argue otherwise, but um, yeah, I think the one meal a day could work great partnered with fasting and obviously it would have to be partnered with fasting if you're only eating yeah. one meal a day, you know, but yeah, um, most people are know. 12 to 1500 calories. I think I've seen that a lot where they, it's vegetables, it's, it's, it's food. It's not like a huge big steak and shrimp and fish and you're eating two oh. 500 calories of all protein. You're eating a big, piece of meat or something like that, or you eat a lot of fish, but it, it, a lot of people who do that one meal a day more resembled in what I saw more like the Mediterranean diet. There was a nice variety mm. of different, cause it's your, it's your feast for the day. You're not just going to do a carnivore diet with one meal. You're going to, sure. you're going to try to get as much different food as you can. As a matter of fact, the side note, I think we want to explore on a future episode, maybe these different types of diets, because sure. I've tried a great deal of them and sustainability is the number one thing. And I think we can segue back to fasting after I talk. The Mediterranean diet looks like it might be the most um, sustainable for me with variety and different foods and stuff like sure. that. But the sustainability of the fast, that's what we tell everybody right now and we'll repeat it. If you can only fast for 16, don't try to shoot for 20 every day, you're going to fail. Don't try to shoot for a three day or a full day, do whatever you can or Maybe you just skip breakfast and eat lunch and dinner. You experiment with that type of fasting. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? I was going to ask you, now I can interview you. Um, what would you say to somebody who's starting out with fasting? Like how would they get started? And what would be the first thing that they should do when getting started with fasting? I think the number one thing I would tell people in 2023 is to look at your grocery bill. And then you can, <laughs> if you fast, they will dramatically reduce it or you'll be able to stretch it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's a small point that might be a joke, but it really does. If you're looking for motivation your, to fast, that that'll do it. <laughs> you, you cut your overhead down a little bit. You get the physical and health benefits of it, but also financially, it could help you out a little bit. If, if you have you and your wife or your spouse or whatever, everybody's fasting yep. and you have your one or two big meals a day and you're done. I mean, that's, right. I look at it that way, but if they're just starting out, it would have to be just like a workout, just like anything else. You have to start and scale it to what you can handle. Don't go, because if you go in, it's like any crash diet or trying to fad diet, you get those results. But if it's not sustainable after three, four, five, six weeks, and it's miserable, you're not going to stick to it. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I always say when I talk to people about fasting and trying it, start with 10 hours start, then go to 12, then go to 14, then go to 16 and work your way up to it. Don't jump right in. I mean, you might be able to, from a sustainability perspective, 
that first day you might be able to do 16 hours, but then the second day it might not work. <laughs> then the third day it might yeah. not work. So build well, the simple thing too time. is just do empty stomach workouts in the morning. That'll extend it a couple hours right there. Get yeah. a shower, get ready for work. Then when you get work, if you want to eat something, now you're about, it might be 12, 15 in by then. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, I think that's a great place to start with people. And I, you know, like, I think it's just, just figuring out a, a schedule that works with you too for our, for starting out is how can I make this work? And like, based on your work schedule, if you got to get up and get out the door and you got to be to work by 9 a.m., okay, maybe you want to eat something, but maybe use that as a tool to get you to not eat and not eat till lunch. You know, don't have anything on the way to work. Don't grab, stop and grab the coffee or, and put all the sugars and stuff in it. Don't grab the donut on the way to work. That's money right is. there too, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so think about like, okay, what's my schedule look like? If I eat supper at six o'clock and I then don't eat again until 6 a.m. That's a 12 hour fast right there. Most people can do that super easy. But then if you got to work at nine and you want to eat breakfast, well, you didn't quite make 16 hours. So if you go from six to noon, now you're looking at an 18 hour fast. So that's pretty good. And if you can use your work schedule to be that, to, to be the thing that drives you to the fasting time, then great. But if you go on a, the, uh, but with that too, like the noon is your time where you're going to be able to eat. Okay. So what's 16 hours back from that eight o'clock. So now you stop eating at eight o'clock every night and it gives your body a little break before you go to bed. Let's say you go to bed at 10, you got two hours of just chill time where your body can process all your food. It can start the digestive process and then your body can just work on repairing itself overnight and I think those are the the things that you just got to think about when you're starting out is like, how does this logistically look and fit into my life? Yeah. You brought up traveling and you know, us being, you know, in the business that we were, that you're still in and I was in, you know, you're trying to save all that money. I mean, we joked about the whole thing with inflation and groceries, but airports have always been expensive and the food is garbage most times, sure. <laughs> restaurants, other things. So if you can, you know, as a wrestler, we are looking at ways we can eat well. I would always recommend if you're traveling, maybe doing a meal delivery service, even though it's expensive and taking the one or two meals per day option, bringing that on the road, get a little cooler. Then when you're flying and doing all that stuff, you don't have to worry about the snacks and eating and the plain food or it's just, it's incredibly expensive and it's not filling and it's not good. But if you have that microwavable meal and you can get to even a convenience store, I've done that before, microwave one of the, the meals yep. in a, at a convenience store, buy a water or whatever. Or if you're a wrestler and you wait till you get to the building to eat catering, you were in catering not too long ago. So, <laughs> and, and then you can save that money and you eat then. And then when you're done work at night, you don't have to worry about finding a restaurant. You can get back to the room and get some sleep, get up and work out in the morning. It becomes much more efficient on the road because one, the, the number, let's say what it is. I mean, obviously delays and all that stuff when you're traveling, but the three biggest things that are frustrating to anybody traveling is finding your hotel and getting to that hotel at a decent time. Getting a good night's sleep is kind of a 1B finding something to eat, which you can eliminate a lot of that issue entirely fasting and bringing the food on the road. And then the other thing is finding the gym, which usually if you get a good hotel gym, you're already done. Yeah. So now you're, yeah. you're, 
you're three times more efficient on the road than you would be just by adding fasting and a little bit of meal prep and you're saving a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, unless you're on the gas, then you got to eat every hour. I've seen that <laughs> firsthand too. <laughs> right. I mean, I know you were thinking, yeah. right. You were thinking. Yeah, sure. Totally. totally. And don't fast because you're going to, yeah. we're going to get very sick. Well, but that brings up a good point. Like if you're trying to bulk up, if you're trying to do some, to gain some mass, gain some size, build some muscle, whatever it is. I mean, go ahead, get on the gas if that's what works for you. But the from an eating perspective, fasting might not be the best approach to do in that, in that time of life, right? Like if you're, if you're training to train for a competition, if you're training for a sporting event, if you're training for uh, uh, CrossFit competitions you got coming up this weekend, or you're training for a marathon or whatever it might be, fasting might not be the best approach for those training methods, but figure out what works for you. Again, it's different for everybody, but if you're trying to, to put on size, like for example, uh, a few months ago, I was in a, a building cycle where I was trying to bulk up, trying to put on as much size as I could. I didn't fast. I ate pretty, pretty consistently through throughout the day because I had big protein goals that I want to hit. I weigh 265 pounds. So I try to get 265 grams of protein every day and you got to eat a lot. It's hard to do that in a short eating window to get that much protein and for your body to actually digest it. Now your body can, can digest anywhere from 20 to 40 to 50 grams of protein in one sitting, right? So it depends on, on your body That's size. Still over you five are, so. meals you got to eat of 50 grams of protein. Right, right. And so for, for that to do five meals and to space it out in a six hour eating window, it's tough. Your body never gets a break. And so if you, if you're trying to eat for performance or eat for, uh, to bulk up, you got to spread that out over a little, little longer period of time so that your body can actually process that stuff and then make sure that you're prioritizing the protein and things. And, and so fasting might not be the best option in those scenarios. So just always, Use fasting as a tool, I guess, is what I was getting at. Depending on your goals, depending on where you're at, depending on where you're training, fasting is a tool that you can use in your fitness routine and your fitness regimen to help dial things in. Now, if you're in a bulking diet and you are eating consistently for five days of the week and then you fast on the weekend and then go back to eating consistently five days a week, that could potentially work. So just always be mindful of what your goals are and then how fasting fits into that as a tool. And by the way, anybody listening and watching out there, we, we thank you for subscribing and all that stuff. But yes, now, now let's get real and say, don't say you're in a bulking phase just so you can eat whatever you want. You just have to have a purpose. Everybody can have an excuse for that. Don't say you're in a bulking phase. <laughs> We are coming up into the winter. It's bulking season. <laughs> yeah, I actually am up to number. I'm up to 198, dude. Are you really? Yeah, I am up to 198. It's all in my belly right now, and I'm not being <laughs> I'm not being hard on myself. No, but it is. There's a it's a problem, and that's why I wanted to start fasting again and really doing it like that because I do tend to have a lot of bloating issues in my belly and stuff like that. And obviously, with the road to recovery, I got I got to still because all my gut floor disappeared with the antibiotics and everything. So I'm still having to eat Greek yogurt and stuff like that, but I'm trying to do the, the zero sugar, or low sugar, high protein Greek yogurt, yeah. but I need to take in probiotics. So I have a very, a very difficult balancing act of trying not to 
of trying to get the weight back on, but not too much too quick and not in the wrong spot. So the fasting definitely helps out with that because I don't feel like I think that's another point. If you're fasting and then you're in that six to eight hour window, you're not going to feel like you need to snack. You're not going to feel like you need mm. to do stuff. Every calorie has to have a purpose because now it's quality over quality, right. quantity time. Whatever I eat, it has to have, like you just said, 265 grams of protein. I got to be protein dominant no matter what. I got to make sure, and it can't be processed sugars. It can't be junk and empty calories in that because if I'm full, then I can't eat the good stuff that I really need that I fasted to, to right. get to that point. Right. Well, I think that's, that's a good point to, to bring up is you prioritize what, what you need to be getting during that time and prioritizing protein, in my opinion, is, is, a, is a standard across the board, but especially during fasting, because our bodies, this is a little fun uh, science fact for people. I am working on getting a, a nutrition certification through uh, national Academy of sports medicine. And so I'm doing the studying and all that kind of stuff right now. And I just, I read something that was like, oh yeah, it makes a lot of sense that in, in our bodies, the second most prevalent compound is protein only to water. Water is the only other compound that's more prevalent in our bodies. So we got to prioritize protein. Just that, just that alone is like, oh yeah, duh. No wonder we got to prioritize protein. And I also read that only 10% of the protein we consume is actually used to build muscle. So the other 90% of the protein goes to all of the other things in our body and all of the other uh, systems in our bodies, our brains, all that kind of stuff. So protein, no matter what you're doing, you have to prioritize your protein consumption to make sure that you're getting enough. The recommended amount, I just use as a, as a standard rule of thumb, about one gram of protein per pound of body weight on a daily basis. That's just kind of a blanket thing. It's It varies depending on athlete, sedentary lifestyle, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, but if you shoot for that, you can't, I don't think you can go wrong, uh, with hitting your protein goals. So just when you're fasting, you definitely want to prioritize that stuff. And if you're prioritizing it, you got to make the right decisions to make the fasting successful. You could potentially get away with eating junk and fasting, but not for improvement, not to improve your life. If you wanted to maintain and stay where you're at, not lose any weight and just kind of like spend the six hours working completely against the, <laughs> the fasting time. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. But if, if you want to, if you're doing fasting as a tool to improve your life, to improve the quality of life that you have, then prioritizing what you eat in that six to eight hours is kind of important. Well, before we go, because I think we gave them a lot of information yes. on, um, we probably should apologize to the people out there that are offended by our right wing extremist uh, views <laughs> of accountability, working out, dieting, uh, living your best life and trying to do your best every day. We'd really like to apologize. We didn't mean to trigger anybody out there. So I'm I, I, congratulations, <laughs> we're officially shadow banned after saying that. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, we're uh, we're not sorry about that at all, to be honest. Accountability is kind of a big thing, and it's even more important when, when fasting, too. Just in your fitness journey in general, I think that's one of the things that is the most important thing. So you said it in jest that we're sorry, but we're not. We're just no, we're not. We're not. As a matter of fact, we're gonna. We, I'm almost. I'm almost done the Warrior Poet book, and that'll be a book oh, nice. coming up. They, they, then we probably, you know, people are going to be demanding apologies 
off of that as well. But that's a that's a great book. I mean, yeah. it's one of the one of the books. I know I'm re- I'm not a fast reader, but sure. I'm enjoying. The, I'm trying to take it in. It's almost like a workbook to me now when I yeah. read through stuff. And as a matter of fact, for the tech channel, I'm going to start because I have a bunch of voiceover microphones like that. I don't know if anybody noticed. I have a lot of microphones I go through, but Mike seems to notice every week. It's a new record. It's like four episodes. Yeah, you've had this one for like five, six episodes at least. But part of the tech channel is I'm going to be reading passages from the book, like Warrior Poet book, from the Bible, other things to be able to test the microphone. So I'll be be sneaking in my little faith-based, you know, my faith-based, what, controversial yeah, things or whatever they're called. I don't know. I love it. the The book is a good book. I've oh, I've they're knocking on my it. door now. Oh, they're here. <laughs> How dare you believe in anything? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I, I I I will be excited when you get done with the book because then we can talk about it fully. And I've I I enjoyed it so much that I'm on my third listen of it because I do the audio book, and so I'm on the third listen through of it, and it's. It's just good. It's just really, really good. So I would love to talk about it on a, an episode. And I'll do my best. I'm enjoying it. I should have did the audio book, but I'm trying to do the hard thing that I don't like to do is sit down and literally read. So I'm trying to yeah. do that. You know, we've did an episode on that as a matter of fact. Exactly. So I'm trying to, exactly. trying to not be a hypocrite. Only a right, <laughs> only a right wing extremist with fitness. That's it. I'll let right. you take us out before I get us. And more, any trouble. more trouble. Yeah. yeah. More trouble. <laughs> well, hey, everybody, I appreciate you turning, tuning into this week's episode. Use, uh, use fasting as a tool. Do your own research on it. Check into it. We just shared our experiences and, and we think it's a great tool to use and can definitely help with results. So check it out. And if you got questions, shoot us an email, thebigfitnessshow at gmail.com. We're here to answer any questions that you might have. Um, leave us a comment. If you have a question there, you can comment on the, the channel and, and always, if you get, uh, value from this share it with somebody that might get some value with it too so to help us grow the channel and as always for myself and the getting bigger big stevie cool thanks for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode there, look at that that's right Jack. Yeah, i'm trying 13 inches <laughs> bye everybody